0: Welcome to the MacArthur Memorial Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Williams. Join me as we explore the life and legacy of General of the Army Douglas MacArthur and discuss a wide range of military history topics from the American Civil War to the Korean War. Welcome, everyone. Uh, My name is Amanda Williams, and joining me is Jim Zobel. Um, We are both historians here at the MacArthur Memorial, and today we're going to be talking about a very unique artifact in our collection, a copy of Emilio Aguinaldo's 1899 Declaration of Independence from the United States and For those of you watching, we are going to try to put a copy of that up on the screen right now. If you're listening to the podcast, please visit the Memorial social media pages or our YouTube channel, and there should be a copy of that up. There you go. All right, and as you can see, this document is in need of some conservation, and currently the Virginia Association of Museums, or VAM, has it listed as one of Virginia's top 10 endangered artifacts of 2023. And the public can view this list of top 10 artifacts and you can vote for the artifact that you would like to see receive a $1,000 conservation prize. And if you'd like to vote, you can visit VAM's website, you can visit MacArthur Memorial's website or our social media for a link to do that. And you can vote once daily now through March 3rd, 2023. So you've got about a week to vote. Um, If you're listening or watching this program after March 3rd, 2023, you can't vote anymore, but you can still enjoy learning about this really incredibly unique artifact. So a little bit of background information on the artifact before we start chatting about it. During the Spanish-American War of 1898, Philippine revolutionary leader Emilio Aguinaldo declared the Philippines independent of Spain. Filipinos fought side by side with American troops during that war to dislodge the Spanish from the Philippines, but then after Spain's defeat, the Filipinos expected independence. Instead, as part of the 1898 Treaty of Paris, the United States took over the Philippines. And in response, uh, about a month later, on January 5th, 1899, Aguinaldo declared the Philippines independent once again, but this time not from Spain, but from the United States. And the Philippine newspaper La Independencia printed copies of his declaration, and they were put up all across Manila. And so that is where kind of the basic background on this artifact So Jim, tell us a little bit about the political significance of this 1899 declaration. And is it correct for us to think of it as something like a founding document for modern independent Philippines?
1: It's definitely a document that uh, pretty much led to war between the the Philippines and the Americans. It comes out right after that, like you just said, that Treaty of Paris uh, that comes out in December of 1898. And that's when Aguinaldo, who is the the president of the Philippine Republic, so to speak, had believed, and a lot of them had believed, that Americans were coming there to grant the Philippines independence. When Dewey went into Manila Bay and sunk the Spanish fleet, he then brought Aguinaldo to the Philippines because he had been exiled into Hong Kong. And Aguinaldo gets there because Dewey wants to have like a a force on the ground. And so he knows he can use Aguinaldo to unite all those Philippine forces because they kind of surround the Spanish in Manila. The Spanish have all these blockhouses there. And then when the Americans show up, they know something's afoot and they don't want to let them land at first. This is like the American army. But then the Americans do land and when they go against the Spanish at, in Manila, August of 1898, they keep the Filipinos out of it. You know, they set up roadblocks behind them as they move into the city. And then the Filipinos pretty much surround the city, taking those old Spanish blockhouses. And nobody's promising or dealing with Aguinaldo. It's like, what's going on? You know, is, is are you guys going to give us independence? What's happening? And nobody's saying anything. You know, they're all under orders not to agree to anything, so to speak. Wesley Merritt is in, in charge of them. You're going to have LLO. As Otis that comes out and and he'll be the commander, you know, after the the first Spanish <laughs> fight. But the Americans are got pickets all around the city, and what happens is when the Filipinos realize that they're not going to get that independence from the United States, they uh, have an assembly up in Malolos, and that's where Aguinaldo creates this piece. And basically it says that I haven't, I never agreed to anything with the Americans about them coming and taking this over. You know, they brought me from Hong Kong to be here. They had promised independence to us. Now they're not gonna do this. Otis has, you know, gone back on his word we will all, you know, it never says like, this is the revolution. This is, you know, the time it says we will all work industriously to against this injustice, which basically means revolution, you know, insurrection, uh, you know, they call it the Philippine American war because, you know, they don't recognize that America had any right to be there, so to speak, you know, even after taking over from the Spanish. And so the document itself ignites everyone. You know, the It was the treaty of Paris that really got everyone going. I know General Luna, who's the commander in the field, uh, he wanted to attack the lines immediately, but they released this on January 9th, and then uh, it's only it's only about three weeks later, February 4th, that the, there's finally a, a shooting at, on the north side of the Pasig where the Nebraska troops are. and that's what releases everything. That's when you know the insurrection starts. that's when the Philippine-American war starts. So it's shortly after, after you know that independence proclamation is released that, that the war starts.
0: Tell us about the memorial's copy of the declaration and how does it go from being plastered up on a wall somewhere in Manila to today being in the MacArthur Memorial's collection?
1: Douglas MacArthur's father, Arthur MacArthur, was one of the main commanders in the Philippines during the Spanish War and then as well against the Filipinos. He commanded the second division there. And because of that, throughout Douglas MacArthur's life, because of his career, we just have tons of letters from former Spanish-American War Veterans that wrote MacArthur all throughout his life. You know, I served under your father. He was the greatest soldier ever. You know, all this praise that goes towards him. But this came from a man who served with the 20th Kansas Volunteers, a guy named E.M. Tucker. And he's located in Manila with the Kansas group the Kansas guys are underneath MacArthur's second division their commander is the very famous Frederick Funston pretty much the guy who saved the whole situation at the San Francisco earthquake you know in 1906 and then was destined to be the commander of the Allied Expeditionary Force in France or the American Expeditionary during World War 1 but he died of a heart attack right before they going to choose him. And then Pershing took over and Funston was one of Arthur MacArthur's favorite people. And, and because the 20th Kansas was so good, you know, during this campaign where they drove north out of Manila and they drove up to Lingayen, in the 20th Kansas and uh, Funston was like one of the main units. And so this guy, E.M. Tucker, he was on the staff of the 20th Kansas and he had this proclamation. And the thing was, he used to write MacArthur throughout like the 40s and the 50s. And then in 1958, he sent MacArthur all these pictures of Arthur MacArthur, the 20th Kansas at Con, uh, some news clippings about himself. But also he sent this proclamation. Now, the thing is, it's sent to MacArthur in 58, and then it comes to the memorial in 1964, and they listed it as a scrapbook. And you know, there had been tons of scrapbooks that people sent to the MacArthur's over the years. And within this scrapbook was an envelope. And I guess it was about four or five years ago, I was going through all the scrapbooks, recataloging them, because people had gone through them and not really known what they were looking at. And so I pulled this thing out, and there was an envelope there with it. And inside the envelope in about 10 pieces was this independence you know, publication. And we unwound it. And you can see at the bottom, you know, we pieced it all together and Tucker wrote on it on January 9th, 1899. This is the proclamation of independence that comes from Aguinaldo. This will most definitely lead lead to war. And you know, writes right on the bat on the on the bottom of E. M. Tucker uh 20th. And sure enough, that you know, it, it pretty much did it fired up the Filipinos, that anything that happened was gonna happen. The thing is, is between those block houses that the Filipinos controlled around Manila and then the uh American lines, there was a no man's land. And one night on the fourth of February, a couple of Filipinos came in there and when they were told to stop, get out of there, uh they didn't. And uh they kept approaching Milan. And one of those uh, Nebraska first Nebraska guys uh, shot the guy, and that was it. You know, then then it was just on. So, but that's how it got here. And so for the past five years, you know, when we when we opened it up and saw that that original writing that was on there, it was pretty phenomenal. We have a lot of people in the Philippines we know that we've showed it to, and, and they say there's nothing like that over there. You know, that at least any kind of museum or anything like that. So it it is a very very rare piece. You know, it's not the original proclamation that you know Aguinaldo drew up himself. But it, it's it's that that piece of history of, of what really ignited the you know, the Philippine American War. And as far as we know, it's 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 the only copy in existence.
0: I remember when you found it, and I think you had a pretty good sense that it was something very special.
1: Yeah, it's a, a very cool piece. You know, it's like I guess he had it taped in a book. You know, at some period because there's a lot of tape marks on it. Um, there's a lot of rips and tears in it, but hopefully we can, you know, we can we can get this thing taken care of because it is a, a very rare piece of history, and, and it's it's one that means a lot to Filipinos and Americans. You know, for the significance that it holds.
0: I just think it's amazing that it survived too because when you think about ephemera stuff like that it doesn't survive you know a oh, newspaper yeah. is probably not going to survive from 1899
1: and let alone I mean it's it's the thinnest paper going I mean right. it's, it's basically you know if you if you look at it it's going to fall apart so I mean yeah hopefully we can get something to take care of it yeah
0: yeah Now, the provenance of the artifact, I think, is one of the things that I find so interesting about it because it really tells the story of this complicated relationship between the United States and the Philippines. But it also has a connection to the MacArthur's and not just because MacArthur gets it in a scrapbook at some point, you know, years after the war. But MacArthur's father, as you've already mentioned, Arthur MacArthur Jr., has a connection to Emilio Aguinaldo. Sure. You want to tell us a little bit about the relationship between the, those two men?
1: The key to that one is, is again, Funston. Come uh, 1901... Funston came up with this plan. They found out they had captured some of Aguinaldos. See, because after after the MacArthur drove up to the north, the organized resistance of the Philippine Republican Army pretty much dispersed and they went guerrilla fighting. And so they would just, you know, hold up and then, you know, snipe at supply lines, things like that. And Aguinaldo had retreated very far up north into the north part of Luzon, the northernmost island. And Funston had captured uh, some couriers that knew where Aguinaldo was, and they spilled the beans, you know, that that he's here. So Funston comes up with this plan with Arthur MacArthur. And this is pretty much a year after, um, you know, the, the guerrillas have have started in their, their warfare and that Republican army has disbanded. And Funston gets on the USS Vicksburg, this small ship at that point, takes uh, five of his uh, American guys and they use these Maccabee scouts. Maccabee scouts were people that were loyal to the Spanish. And then they went loyal to the Americans almost immediately um, when the Americans get there. And so they're going to pretend that they're prisoners of these Maccabee scouts who are going to be like reinforcements for uh, Aguinaldo's command, because that's what he had asked for in this one of these letters. And so they go up there, they go on this behind the lines, trek into the jungle, they get there, Funston springs the trap, and Aguinaldo goes with them. And when he had left MacArthur after making the plan, about three weeks went by and MacArthur hadn't heard from anybody, didn't know what was going on, what had happened. And all of a sudden, one night, his aide comes in Malacanon Palace. That's where Arthur MacArthur was living because he was a military gunner at the time. And they say, Funston's downstairs. And MacArthur's like, what? You know, and doesn't even change clothes, comes downstairs in his pajamas. And there's Funston. He's like, well, what's going on? Did you get him? And Funston's kind of like, yeah, he's right over here. And Sure enough, there's Aguinaldo. MacArthur has Aguinaldo stay there with him at Malacanon. He doesn't lock him up. He doesn't put him in chains. Uh, This becomes very much a a draw for other people to surrender, as we talked about with Quezon. They find out that Aguinaldo's been captured. Quezon is a young guerrilla at that time. He'll become president of the Philippines. He goes to Manila to find out if he's actually been captured and goes to Malacanon and sees Arthur MacArthur. And is we've heard Arginaldo's been captured. And again, MacArthur's like down the hall. And Aguinaldo's sitting in this room. And that's where, you know, it comes about. And you know, the, Arthur MacArthur was very much different. You know, the the people, the administration that, that ran the Philippines, they wanted control of it. They wanted that coaling station. They wanted to bring in business. They wanted to be able to buy up giant tracts of land in the Philippines. Arthur MacArthur was against all that. You know, he doesn't he doesn't he thinks that's not Republican but spreading American ideals. That's just coming in and being another imperialist power controlling the Philippines. And he wants to send Funston and Aguinaldo back to America together to go on a tour to explain all about the Philippines, what's going on there. But the administration is like, no, this will just play right into the you know anti-imperialist uh, hand you know this is immature this is uh, childish you know to think that something could work but it shows that you know Arthur MacArthur though he's this very strict disciplinarian type military person he's not a moron you know and he believes in those american ideals of of spreading freedom and republicanism you know and and that's why he gets on the outs you know because he looks to Aguinaldo as a you know a freedom fighter who wants to you know do the best for his country you know and and that's that's what he wants to explain to america we can't come over here and change the culture, change the customs and change everything else. You know, these are an independent uh, people that are doctors, lawyers, you know, they're not people living in the jungle. And so I think that, you know, he had real hopes that that Aguinaldo would be able to uh with, you know, Funston cuz Funston's such a big hero back in the states for capturing him, you know, if he can get them on this tour, it'll explain everything the way it should be, but that's, you know, nobody wants you don't want the truth coming out.
0: I always think that this episode is just a really good illustration of something that I've always thought about Arthur MacArthur and Douglas MacArthur, that they're both anti-imperial, anti-colonial, just through and through because of how they view kind of America and the way they interpret its values. So I always think that's so interesting. All right. So if this artifact were to win the conservation funds, what is the plan for it?
1: Well, we do a lot of work with Etherington Conservation Center. They're down in North North Carolina called the HF Group. They do like work on the Declaration of Independence, things like that. We get all our books restored with them. So this will be something that we'll send down there and get an assessment, you know, and then get get it basically stabilized as much as we can, you know, with the funds. We'll, you know, if we can, we'll add some funds in our, ourselves, you know, to, to help along with this, to try and get this document preserved and stabilized and then put it on display, you know, so that people can see this thing, you know, and, and see it for what it is and, and see, you know, what that Kansas E.M. Tucker guy wrote. Wrote on it so I, I think it's a it's a great piece i'm glad that so many people recognize its importance and are voting for it and and hopefully we can get it
0: Right. Thanks, Jim. And thank you to everyone for joining us today. And if you'd like to vote again, you can visit the MacArthur Memorial's website or BAM's website or find the links on our social media or on our YouTube channel. Again, there are some really great artifacts on that top 10 list, but we really hope that you will support Aguinaldo's 1899 declaration. Again, it's an incredible piece of U.S. and Philippine history, and more people need to learn about it. So please consider voting. Thank you for listening. If you have questions, suggestions, or comments, we want to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at MacArthur1880, on Facebook as the General Douglas MacArthur Memorial, or you can email MacArthurMemorial at norfolk.gov.